Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. My name is Bob the Drag Queen. And I'm Money Exchange. And this is Sibling Rivalry. On today's episode, we talk about corporal punishment. We talk about the passing of Queen Elizabeth II. And we find out what made Bob say this. If my family on both sides has any, is, is any indication, bitch, I'm going to be loopy by the time I'm 60. And we find out what made Monet say this. Not a single day on this planet since I passed that class in fucking freshman year have I ever had to tangent or cosine a fucking thing. Unique. I said, Beyonce get everybody out here thinking that they're unique. I mean, baby, it's we not are, unique. We are all unique. But but also the the <laughs> the irony of it is that saying like you're unique, but you're doing a trend that everyone else is doing. It's the, it's the irony of doing the trend of like I'm unique, but you're literally doing a trend that we're all doing. I hear that, but you know the trend itself isn't the unique part. It's what you do outside. I of get the- it, but the irony of doing this this trend about being unique. I feel like uniqueness was really a big uh, thing when I was a kid. It was like telling everyone how unique they were and everyone you're special and you're unique. It was when I was a kid, it was a huge, uh, a huge thing in like the, the school's curriculum, making sure that we all knew how unique and how special we were. And then I remember being older and seeing um, a sticker at a hot topic that said, remember you're unique just like everybody else. <laughs> I feel like that's a trend now. Like, I feel like I hear a lot of people, because I have a lot of teacher friends, and they rant a maybe lot Maybe the of trend's Facebook. not over. Maybe the trend's still going, or maybe the trend's well, coming I, back. I didn't experience this unique thing, everyone uh, telling me I was unique in school by teaching. Maybe it was the t- by schools I went to, but it, it was not baked into our, it was not baked into our curriculum to be told how unique and special we were. Well, five or maybe, years. Maybe, maybe there was, but I just wasn't told. Well, five think I was years is quite a bit of difference in terms of uh, schooling. I will say that a lot changes in five years. 
Um, because like basically by the time, by the time you like you and I were never in any, I think at the one point we may have been in elementary school at the same time, but outside of that, yeah. by the time I, I get out of elementary school, middle school, there's a whole new group of people in middle school by the time you came in. No one Do from when have, I was in middle school was there when you were there, unless they just were held back. Would you ever, if you were to have children, would you ever think about homeschooling? No, never, not once. Never <laughs> would I homeschool my children. Why? Well, I don't have the time, the desire, and I think that you can get a much better education if you're being schooled by a professional. Maybe if I was a professional educator, yeah, but it, it, being an educator is is um is is it's not something you just just do on your own when you i mean you can do it on your own but i mean i think there's a lot a, of people do yeah sure that doesn't make it great a lot of people also smoke crack i think that um i think that there is a reason why people get uh do lots of training uh higher education uh continued learning just in order to learn how to be a teacher and learn how to educate people and i think i take it real seriously I I I think that people choose homeschooling for different reasons. One, financial reasons. One, they especially now where you see people are. What, what, what do you mean financial to, reasons? What does that mean? Sometimes you can't afford because some schools don't have school lunches and stuff like that. You you and it's easier uh, Wait, to have you your kid. You, what did you say? Like it's easier for some people to have their kid at home as opposed to sending them to school with like lunch money and buying them food and stuff. We can just have them at home, and it may be easier. You can have like all this like cooked. Food. I don't know, but every I know public school in America offers free lunch for people who don't have a lot of money. Not for like charter schools, public schools. Yes, charter schools, public charter schools offer free lunch. I used to work at one. Um, but I know that there are financial reasons. I don't know what they are, but there are financial reasons that people do do public school. I mean, do homeschool, and also just in in today's in today's climate, it is people are scared to send their kids to school. They're like, I'm going to homeschool my kids because that that is that is a sure-fired way. Oh, I use the word "fired." That is a sure. That is a guaranteed way that I know that my kids will be alive by because the mystery, the miscellaneous of sending them to a public school that they that they, they may be killed by trying to get education. So I think there are a lot of reasons why people choose homeschooling. I would never homeschool. I would be a horrible homeschool parent. I would be a horrible... I mean, unless I was teaching my kids music all day. It was just, it was just music all day. It would be great. But have to teach my kids math, arithmetic. I'll, girl, Homeschooling no. your kids sounds more expensive than sending them to school. I think you have to buy the textbooks like you have you have to have, have one you have to have you have to have, you have, to have no, one parent different. who's you have to have a parent who's not working you have to have or, or someone who or at least works from home you have to have someone who can dedicate eight hours of their day just to teaching your child which means they're not they're they're earning less income than than having a full time job I don't but know if there's who, a lot of financial lot of benefits do, do, do. of homeschooling your children. A lot of people who do homeschool, there's there's a parent who's already a homemaker. Like there's there's a parent who stays home. Like only one parent works and one parent stays home. So they so that parent who's staying home take up the um the mantle of homes of home of homeschooling a kid. I just, I just don't feel like, feel be, like I feel it like would, it, it, if you're really concerned about money, I mean I don't know, teach their own, but I feel like if you're really concerned about money, you you instead of saving money by not sending your kid which you send your kid to school, you'd make more money by going by having the other parent go find part time work. Or after COVID, a lot of people need to do like multiple people, multiple kids. Like one, the, the one homeschooling lady, she'll have like multiple kids. She'll, multi, she'll homeschool multiple kids from her neighborhood, from their community. And then those parents end up paying that person, whatever it is. So it ends up being, I mean, I don't know how legal so that like is. Pri- like private school? Like, like an unaccredited school. private school? 
if you're paying a random person to teach your kids, that's like unaccredited yeah. private school. That's- yeah, and it's probably not legal, but I um, <laughs> have a few friends, especially when p- people didn't want to vaccinate their kids. I have some old friends on Facebook, girl. They were like, I'm not vaccinating my kid. So they had in like the neighborhoods, in, in Queens, and Brooklyn, whatever, they'd have one house and they would send the kids to that house. And now they would just, they weren't like past middle school age. It's like elementary and younger. So, but it still seems, I just feel like homeschool. Just a whole you, bunch of unvaccinated kids, kids hanging out in one room together. Kids don't get to be social at home as much. And they, like, I, I am very grateful for my public school. And so when I went to school in St. Lucia, that was private school. And then when I went to school in America, it was public school. And I think public school is great. But also when I, in school in St. Lucia, it was, it was like, we had like corporal punishment. Like teachers were, teachers would beat the shit out of you. Like teachers would get a ruler and fuck you up. You you had corporal punishment. Yeah, for sure. Like it would I would, like we would have recess and I would like run around and I would get sweaty and I would do stuff, and then when we would come back from recess, I was always a, a sweaty person. We'll come back from recess, and my school shirt would be soaking wet, and she would be like, "Kevin, why are you sweating? Why are you soaking wet?" I was like, "Oh, because I was like playing at recess, and I would get beat for being too sweaty after recess. Isn't that crazy?" It sounds like child abuse. Yes. Girl, uh, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. Corporate punishment corporate. is still a thing, but maybe I don't. It know. is. I went to a school that had corporate punishment. Um, really? Yes, I did. Why I feel like so I knew shocked? this, but I'm still shocked. You went to school with corporate punishment? Why are you so shocked that I went to school? I know, kids, but it's in America, though. I feel like I didn't know that was. I, I think like I thought they outlawed that in America, like in like the 80s or something, like they federally. Not. I used to get. I used to uh, went to school that it was in. It was the uh, the 90s, and it was in Mississippi. You could not do corporal punishment in Georgia, but in Mississippi, in the, at least in the '90s, you could. There was corporal punishment, and uh, you would get you would get uh, your knuckles racked. You'd get uh, hit with a belt. You'd get uh, kind of basically whatever form of punishment the teacher deemed appropriate, and it would be right in front of the class. Everyone would see you get it. Yeah, everyone would watch, and it wasn't just like by the side. It was like everyone look up here now. I'm gonna hit this person's knuckles, and um, yeah, it was wild. Yeah, corporate punishment is wild. Um, but yeah, the social skills that you learn, I feel, from public school and being amongst other kids, I think is very important. And I'm very um. If very I close. could, I would send my kids to a private school if I, if I could afford it and it made sense with our schedule and stuff. I would send my kids to a private school. Would you have to boarding school? To no, I, I wouldn't want to do boarding school. My niece yeah. is in boarding school right now. Really, on the Vea? Hmm. Where? I mean, somewhere, somewhere in Maryland, I don't know. Oh wow, boarding school, boarding school. I just feel like your kid is gone for so long. You don't see them except for like breaks. I would be so sad. I would miss my little baby. Jacob went to boarding school. Jacob did go to boarding school. Oh gosh, I, if I was sent to boarding school, I would have loved to be sent to boarding school back in my home country in in England, not in America. In the UK. You hear that a lot. Um, what's it? Lady Bunny went to boarding school in the UK. Oh, did she? She did. Lady Bunny she is very. School. Lady Bunny is a very interesting person. She's so <laughs> interesting. She went to a Quaker school, just like Jacob and Ezra. Jacob went. Ezra, Jacob Ezra went, went to, to boarding school, school too. Yeah, Damn, Ezra y'all niggas got money. Jacob and Ezra both went to Quaker school, and um, it probably was an expensive school. I'm, I'm sure it was. I'm sure it was not cheap. <laughs> Um, 
And also, uh, Lady Bunny lived in Africa for like several years. She's just so interesting. Yeah. Um, what, what, the UK. What? The what, UK, what, your... what? Uh, so what subject did you struggle in the most in school? Math. Always math. Every time math. Never not math. <laughs> Every time it was math. Nonstop. Math was horrible. I was very, <laughs> very bad at, at math. Um, and and my teacher, the math teachers always gave the most homework, and I hate, I hate homework so. Much. Why do you hate homework? Because I don't want to fucking do work from. I don't want to do this shit when I'm gone. Like I just my <laughs> my my brain doesn't work that way. Like I just can't do it. Like I when I get home, I just cannot sit down and do my homework. I just can't. If it feels like I literally can't do it. When I sit down, the paper feels like it is a thousand miles long. And as I'm like doing it, I get so anxious. My body starts tingling. And the closer I get to the final one, I start my handwriting starts getting sloppy. I start like fucking up the numbers, everything. I just, I just can't, I just didn't have the capacity to do homework. I was, I, I was good at math. I wasn't like terrible. I was like fine. But when it got really got fucked up was when we got the motherfucking Texas instrument calculators with the cosine, the tangent, the sine. And I was like, what, what? And this shit that I have never used in my adult fucking life. Not a single day on this planet since I passed that class in fucking freshman year have I ever had to tangent or cosine a fucking thing. You could have actually used a lot of it for um, sewing. You could have used a lot of geometry. You, you could have used a lot of geometry. You sewn. You have sewn. You yeah, sewed. but I, I, th- I would it. say you sew more than most people. Even though you don't do it a lot now, in your lifetime, you've sewn more than most people will ever sew. Maybe, maybe. that's debatable. But again, is it? I, I have done. How many outfits do you think you made in my life? Yeah, like if you had to guess, you think you made more than twenty? Yeah, I was like more than twenty. Do you think you made more than thirty? No. If I, I would venture to say that if you've made more than 20 outfits, you've sewn more than most people in the world. If you if you in the comments below and you have sewn less than 20 outfits, comment below. Say, I've sewn less than 20 outfits. And I think you know that you just want to argue. You just want to argue. Well, I think that it also has to do with where we live in the world, right? In St. Lucia, a lot of people sew. Like, Aren't you from St. Lucia? Like, Did, were you sewing? Did you make 20 outfits? Hold on, let me, can I finish? In St. Lucia, like, it, like, a lot of, like, it's, it's, like, my, my dad knows how to sew, my uncle sews, my dad knows how to sew, my uncles know how to sew, it's, like, a thing, it's, it's not like there's this feminine thing or whatever, like, every, it's, it's just kind of something everyone learns how to do, so that you can fix your pocket or you can do this, so I think think it's also, you think your dad's made over 20 outfits? Uh, maybe not 20 outfits, but he definitely sewed a lot of things, I don't, I don't, I don't know how to how to how to, how to quantify all the things that he's done because if you're just counting it as making outfits, that's but that's not just all sewing encompasses. Sewing is when you know when you can fix a shirt, when you can hem a pants or whatever. Like that's that's all sewing. I would agree with that, well, but I would so. say that sewing a pair of pants, sewing a dress, um, quantifies as a lot more sewing than sticking on a button. I would say sewing a dress quantifies as a whole lot more sewing it than does, fixing a pocket. But I'll leave but it at this: if you've sewn, probably if you probably think you've sewn less than twenty outfits, or if your pocket stitching and your sock darning has equaled less than twenty outfits, comment below. No, you're saying if it's more. No, if it's less, I'm saying you sew. You sew because you're gonna get you're gonna get more comments from people sewing less because there are more people like that. 
And if you've sewn a lot, and we're not just talking about if um, sewing a dress or a gown or a leotard or a catsuit. If you have hemp pants, if you have uh, 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 ripped your pants, or you have stitched it up, whatever, that counts as sewing too. And if you've done it more than 20 times, comment below. And I would say even, even if more people in St. Lucia are sewing than people in America, the sheer number of people in I'm America. I'm not just saying St. Lucia. I'm just saying. I'm just saying we have a skewed view of it because we're America. But in a lot of other countries, and a lot of in a lot of the Caribbean, in the UK, in Monet, you in, are arguing in for in the Asia, sake of arguing, and I will not. I am saying that is that, that is that is my point, bitch. Just because you don't want to talk about it, that's your fucking problem, honey. I'm just saying in America, sure, but in in, in Asia. In Southeast Asia, in the Caribbean, in other places, a lot of people do that. It's just not an American thing. Everyone is not learning how to do that skill of learning how to sew. You know this about Southeast Asia? You know that a lot of people in Southeast Asia sew? I don't know it for sure, but I'm, it, may, it may be true. I don't know. Well, you you said it as a so if you are if you are Southeast Asian and you and it's, and and so basic sewing skills is something that you learn how to do growing up. Comment below as well. You, do you feel good that you got that off your chest? I do. Do you feel good that you got your sewing off your chest? Sure. Good. We'll take a, let's take a break. Let's take a break. Apartments.com has helped millions of renters and could help you find your perfect place. Yep, I know perfect is a very tall order. I know, okay? But if you're looking for an apartment or a condo or a townhome or a townhouse even, Apartments.com has all the right tools to help you find it. Use filters and saved searches to narrow down rental listings and find exactly the place for you. You can even set up alerts to get notified as places become available. So, fashionistas, get your closet spaces ready, darling. Or an in-unit washer and dryer? My God. Sun lovers, we can help you find as much natural light as your spirit and your little heart desires. If you're working from home, you can have an area for your home office, an extra bathroom, a balcony, central heating and air, or a dishwasher in the kit. Girl, whatever happens to be right for you, this is the place to find it. Apartments.com, the place to find a place. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. If I break your legs, nigga. 
You're going to sleep with the fishes, Tony. Did you watch The Sopranos? No, not a single episode. Yeah, I did. My brother was a big Soprano watcher. It was such a, it was like a cultural moment. Like The Sopranos was like a very good show, a very big show. That was a cultural moment. Oz was a cultural moment. I always, I used to watch a lot of Oz secretly, especially when they would have like prison prison scenes where you would see someone's dick or someone was doing something with someone in a cell. I was like, oh my God, this is so homoerotic. I used to love Oz. Out of BC. Oh my God, out of BC was hot. I did not watch a lot of Oz. I think I may have watched one or two episodes of Oz when I was younger. Um, but no, I was not, um, I just wasn't into that show. I also didn't have HBO or Showtime or whatever came on. I didn't have any, any like super extended, deep, extra pay channels. So I was like, if it ain't on, if it ain't on basic cable, I do not got it. Well, you know what's about to be on basic cable, bitch. We're the, um, the, the queen's funeral. They, they're going to shut um, uh, basic channels down for that day from sunrise to sunset we will be hearing all about the queen and her funeral and I'm saying that funeral is about to be probably it's probably it's all the pomp and circumstance is going to be around it and all the things all the rituals and all the ceremonies and all that it's going to be it's going to be wild I can't even imagine what it's going to be like well, I think I, I, I think when a royal dies and I, I'm actually sure that when a royal dies, it does become world news, especially, especially the the head of the monarchy, you know, the oldest monarch, the oldest living monarch in uh, British history. Mm-hmm. Uh, the queen was 96 years old when she passed away. Um, and now there's a king of England. King Charles II. Of the third, which feels—I'm not sure—which feels really interesting to say the King of England because that sounds like such an old term. Because um, pretty much, pretty much everyone living alive, almost every single living person right now, very few people have ever lived without the Queen of England. Very mm-hmm. few people have ever lived in a world where the Queen of England didn't exist. Except, well, actually, everyone literally not alive now, literally everyone living now. But like, pretty much no one has memories pre. Queen Elizabeth because she was 96 years old and she uh assumed the crown at a very young age. Now there's a there's a massive discourse on Twitter right now because Twitter and TikTok because a lot of people, especially a lot of black people are are making a lot of jokes about the Queen of England passing and a lot yeah. of um people are being like it's super super sensitive and like never speak ill of the dead. Do you believe in never speaking ill of the dead? I don't I don't agree with never speaking ill of the dead. They, they were alive and died just like a lot of people on this earth have and a lot of us will. And I don't think you get bad juju, bad karma about speaking ill. I don't, I don't prescribe to that. I thought it was just like respecting. I don't think it was about like bad karma. I think it was just like a respect thing. Don't speak ill of the dead because they're dead. Like give them respect. They're dead. Some people, I mean, I, I, I grew up with, if, if you, if you like, if you like talk ill about someone who's dead, like they'll like come back to haunt you or like stuff like that. Oh, but when, was, when I, when I grew up, it was just, it was just that it's disrespectful. Like not I'm, that it was, not I, that, it was, that was when I grew up, it, it wasn't about it being haunted or. It was just like if you speak ill of the dead, it is a disrespectful thing. Don't do it. I'm pretty sure she's like she's like the second longest monarch of all time. She's the longest monarch in the in the UK. Like of the, yeah, but the she's British like the second monarch. of all time. Some someone else is longer than her. I don't know if they're if they're British. But yeah, not a British. It's someone some other country that's like longer. Someone someone reigned for longer than seventy years. Which sounds crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I you know I didn't my oldest. My earliest memory of the Queen of England 
I know was when Diana died. Because I remember when Princess Diana died, it was 97. I, I remember my dad like pulling it up on the screen. On, on the on the screen and like watching like all the stuff and i remember her giving her remarks about it so that's like my like first conscious memory of queen elizabeth and being aware of who or what she is even though st lucia is a commonwealth of the of 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 of, of the uk we didn't we don't we don't have any there's nothing that we do about the queen like any type of reverence ceremonial anything about queen elizabeth so that's well, the only she thing have I, like um official like properties and governmental properties in in saint lucia she has to there, there's there the, the the royal palace has like any place they have a commonwealth they have like a property in those places. i'm sure they have a property but there's nothing that is revered or people that's like common knowledge in saint lucia that people are like oh yeah the queen's right like it's not wait she is on the currency yeah she's on yeah she's on the currency of a lot of countries including canada australia canada. Mm -hmm. uh saint lucia lots of african countries um, and uh, she's they're changing that now. You know, pretty much as soon as the queen or the whoever the head dies, they change the money immediately. So they're going to start the putting King Charles on the money. Like So basically the next money that rolls out, King Charles is going to be on St. Lucian money now, which is so interesting yeah. to me. That is so wild. Because Queen Elizabeth has been on so much money for so long. It's about to be King Charles. Um, and also, there was like a, 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 a apparently like every news newscaster and, and, and like news anchor uh, in the UK, they all keep like a black suit and tie in their desk for when the queen passes so that they can report on it. In the UK? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I have met, I have, I've been, I've been listening to a lot of podcasts and stuff about it. And Sonny Hostel on The View like had like a really like, uh, scalding um, take on it about the Queen Elizabeth and she just her sentiment was basically like yeah um, the Queen it's sad that she passed but you know she represents uh, you know um, a really toxic and you know poisonous monarchy she was like she was she was a figurehead and in her time she did not do a lot nearly a lot or anything really about changing the really torrid history of the uk and the monarchy that is the um, the british empire and I mean, and i don't know what queen elizabeth did to to change to change the history of what they've done i have no clue because i know very little about the royal family but i do know that the royal family has negative impact on a lot of people of color specifically oh, yeah. um africans and um asians um uh, around the world and mm -hmm. and you know truly um through a lot of uh countries into a, lo a lot of uh poverty and um you know i don't think she did a whole lot i don't actually i don't know i can't i literally can't speak to what she did because I, I don't know a lot about that. I, i'm not i'm never one of the folks who like watches Tudor or any any kind uh, of uh, the crown me either yeah the, i've never watched i just never really been terribly interested in any of the royal family um but you know, I I do imagine it is it is very sad for the queen for Queen Elizabeth. I'm sure that it is very sad for a lot of people. You know, I think no matter who dies, someone's going to be sad. You know what I mean? I, someone was sad when when you know uh, some bad some other bad person um, was killed. You know what I mean? Um, but I think that um, for to to condemn people who aren't sad seems a little bit seems a little bit wild to me.
Yeah, I, well, Sunny wasn't condemning people. She was just saying like her. No, her not Sunny. I'm talking about people. Okay. Not Sunny. I'm talking about people who there's a lot. There's some people who are like maybe some royalist who are like, uh, how dare you say anything about this? She she was our, our she was like the queen and she was a, a world leader, but also like Americans have, bitch. We don't revere our own leader. <laughs> right. We, we we're not. We don't anything. revere our own leaders. I don't know why y'all thought Americans were about to start revering leaders from around the country. I mean, from around, from around the world. Like, yeah. girl. I will say this, though. It is, like, so... There's this, um, you know, there's this movement to get a lot of the art, culture, and artifacts that reside in some British uh, museums and et cetera that belong to the countries that were stolen from other countries. Like, a lot of the, the crown jewels and things that are, you know, that are in possession of the royal family, they're like, give those back to Africa where you got them from. And it's like so crazy to me because again, we all know that it was stolen. We all know how they got it. And then they're just like, no, we're not giving it back. It's like the whole world has a consciousness of where this stuff came from and how it came to be. And they're really like, please give it back to where it came from. And the royal family was like, no, is that, we're not going to. I don't think it's that crazy because I mean, would America ever give the land back to the indigenous people here? Is that's no different, right? I mean, yeah, the very yeah. the very land that you and I are occupying right now would never be given back for any reason to indigenous people. You know, um, entire um, Canada, all of Canada, um, um, every y'all, every country where they speak Spanish, and it's not Spain, <laughs> has been incredibly colonized. Stolen. Spanish is not yeah. a language native to anywhere outside of Europe. The only place Spanish is native to is Europe. Anywhere they speak English, Spanish, or French that is not in Europe has been colonized. Um, so, Colonizer. I, I guess, so I guess it, it, to me it doesn't seem too odd that they're not going to give back the, the jewels because I know that America is never going to give back this land. They're never going to do that. We should really fucking make, I don't know, just so fucking stir some shit up. Like, get people to, because, I mean, I know you've done some work um, with indigenous peoples in the Americas, but I feel like there has to be, like, more to do and, like, to do it effectively and, like, make ways, like, make shit the fuck happen. The only way that America, I mean, it, it's, in, in my opinion, it is, it is, this is my, I don't know a whole lot about it, but it is so far gone. There's nothing, there is nothing America can do. If, yeah. if America just for whatever reason decided to randomly give back all of this land to indigenous people, the, the indigenous people wouldn't even have the resources to maintain, so to sustain it, yeah. to sustain, to sustain it. It is so far gone. It is beyond. They will never do restorative justice. They won't do it for indigenous people. They won't do it for black people. They won't do it for Let's anyone say. because they're so far gone now. Yeah, I was really intrigued by the, by America being like, we don't have enough money for reparations, but all of a sudden during COVID, they had enough money to give everybody a couple thousand dollars. I was like, oh, all of a sudden. We just, we just gave Ukraine like uh, a 19, $19.4 billion. You know what I mean? And I mean, and again, we represent a stolen people on a stolen land. So it's like, it's literally just a, a cycle of shit that, that it's like, it's like shit piled on top of shit. It's like you, how do you get to the bottom of it? There is, it's where I agree. We are too far gone to get to the bottom of it, but I think there is, there's still some strides. There's something we can do because again, we always find money to do to, for war. 
War is a thing we never not have money for. Everything else, like, ah, we can't do student loan debt all the way, though. Ah, we can't do reparations. Uh, we, we can't get the, the, we just don't have the money to get to help out the indigenous people. But, bitch, war? Oh, here's $2.5 trillion. Let's do it. Like, we Detroit. always find money for war. I think that the, I still think that um, reparations should be paid by um, any, in any business that is that thrived off a fruit of the loom. I don't know if they were alive, if they were in business at the time, but any company that made money off of slave labor, if it is still around, they should be, in my opinion, ordered to contribute to reparations to descendants of American chattel slavery. That is my opinion. Um, because otherwise you'll be asking black people to pay taxes to pay themselves to back. Pay reparations, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but what do I fucking know? That's just yeah. What do What do I know? So I. So I. I, I guess that. Um. I mean, it would be. It would be a great symbol to give back those those artworks, and I think it would make it would make sense to give back this art and and the and these jewels happen. to these to these to these countries. But I think that um, it is to me that's just a symbol. It just it just be it it merely be symbolic. Yes, it has it does have monetary value. But I think that the restorative justice needed to uplift these communities goes far beyond, um, goes far beyond. And, and I'm I don't I don't work in restorative justice, so I would not I, I would not know even where to begin. I wouldn't want to know where to start, begin or end to uh, restore justice to any of these places, including the, the you know, when you, if you ever go to a reservation, it is so wild because it it you can see where the dollar, the tax dollars stop. Literally, as you're driving, it. I never, I never been to a reservation. It feels like someone drew a line across the highway and across the uh, the land. You can literally see where they stop picking up trash. I'll tell you more about more about it in a second. Our next partner has truly made a positive impact on the most important person in my life, and no, I'm not talking about Jacob. I'm talking about my cat. My cat's old food used to stink, stank, stunk, y'all, okay? And I used to dread every time I had to feed Miss Colleen. That old cat food was warming. It was gray. It was looking crazy. And I could see Colleen literally vomiting telepathically at the thought of having to eat it. And cat food has been the same forever, so it's time cat food took the move to the 21st century, and that's why I've been trying Smalls. Are you feeding your cat kibble? Now is the time to update your cat food with Smalls. Smalls cat food is protein-packed recipes made with preservative-free ingredients you'd find in your fridge, and it's delivered right to your door. Smalls was started now, back- I was watching my poor niece eat literal hard uh, kernels of dry cereal while Monet and Andy were ever eating gourmet food. And that's actually when I stepped in and I said, we need to make sure that she's eating as well as you two are, okay? Smalls was started back in 2017 by a couple of guys home cooking cat food in small batches for their friends. And a few short years later, they served millions of meals to cats around the world, honey. And I feel better knowing that Colleen is eating well. And um, that she has an aunt like me who looks out for her to make sure she's not eating that old burnt up kibble. You can finally open up a packet of cat food and not get nauseated. You actually recognize the ingredients in the packet of Smalls Food. Now give your cat the gift of great cat food this holiday season. Head to smalls.com slash rivalry and use code rivalry to check out for 50% off your first order plus free shipping. That's the best offer you'll find. But... 
you have to use the code RIVALRY for 50% off your first order. One last time, that's promo code RIVALRY for 50% off your first order plus free shipping. All right, I'm back. You can literally see where they stopped picking up trash. You can see where they, where they stopped fixing the road. You can see the buildings immediately in a second change once you cross over the, the like that county line. Yeah, I've never been. Um, I would actually like to go. I mean, yeah, I, you have to be invited to go to a reservation. You can't just go on your own. You have to like someone has to bring you to a reservation, correct? I don't. I don't know. I, I was invited, so I, I don't. I don't know yeah. for sure that you have to be invited, but I know that I was invited. Um, I uh, have you. Uh, <laughs> Have you seen the um, the pictures of like Megan and Harry going? And like a lot of the pictures they're posting are it's like you see like Megan and Harry body body uh, language anal analyzers analysts <laughs> analyzers the fuck body language analysts are like looking at like Megan and Harry and how William and Kate are behaving and Megan Megan like Megan is constantly like. With Harry, like trying to like not not consoling because he's not distraught, whatever. But he's you know he she's might like, be distraught. A... His grandmother is dead, right? So he, but, he might be distraught. <laughs> That's not. Too but Kate and William, every every, and again, this may be just the media because the media is fucked up too. The media is just showing us the things that we to 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 portray these stories. But William and Kate, the pictures of them, they're never together. Like they're like Kate is never like next to him, like holding hands or anything. They like, always like bitch on opposite opposite sides of the screen. It's kind of wild. I think people mourn differently, you know. I mm -hmm. was um big big shout out and sending some healing energy to Mama Deb, Shangela's mother, who is recently had a cancer scare. Um, and Shangela shared that this morning. Um, on and also congratulations to Shangela for making on Dancing with the Stars. Before. I know, Shangela, congratulations. You know they would get a tiny drag queen to put on there, honey, because my big ass. Imagine my big ass was on Dancing Girl. with the Stars. Um, but. Um, you know, watching Shannon talk about her mom being, it really just kind of fucked me up this morning. I was on the couch and watching, I was like, oh my God, if my mom, if this happened to my mom, my mom again, I would just be, it would just really level. Have had a cancer scare before? My mom didn't have a cancer scare, but she okay. had to get chemotherapy because of, she had to get chemotherapy because of her sickness, but, it, but chemotherapy treats more than just cancer. Right. Um, but watching, well, when you find out that your parent might pass away because of an yeah. illness, it is real, it is so scary it is really really scary and yeah. you know you never know how you're gonna act you never know how you're gonna act. i i always think i don't know what i'll do i don't know what i'll do if i die before, if my mom dies before me i don't know i don't know what i'll do i don't know how i'll react i don't know i have no clue i i can't mm. even fathom i'll be a mess i don't know if i want to be around people i don't know if i want to be by myself i have no clue i'll be a mess yeah. i know that and these and these kids they prince prince um harry and william they had to see their mom die and then now they've had to see their grandmother die. I mean, which I mean, I mean to be fair, I, most, I, I, most I would recommend most of us. Most of us go into life like thinking that you're probably going to see your grandparent yeah. pass away. Like that's I'm like that seems pretty common. Yeah, but I mean, I just you know for this these are kids and anyway. Um, and then all the princes of pictures of Prince Charles. Have you seen these these images of his like giant fingers? Have you seen this King Charles? King Charles. Have you seen this man's hands? I've I've not. Does he have huge hands? Bob, I gotta show it to you right. I was talking to someone earlier. King Charles hands. Or just Google King Charles hands. I'm just, it's, it's gonna come up. I'm Googling. Does he have big hands or something? Them things look like they are he's near them. Oh, like they're, they're all, so oh, they're all like sausagey. And his toes too. 
Look at yeah. that pinky. Look at that pinky. Well, when they, for, there's two things. One, he is incredibly old. Hey, how old is he? How old is King Charles? 78, I'm guessing. <laughs> she said 23. That, that's, that's not true. My is he? Well, no, he, looks, that, he looks terrible. He's 73 years old. Yeah, King Charles is, is, is a is a is a he's a very old man. Um and he probably has a host of health issues. And the royal family is like notably like there's a lot going on with their bloodline. There's some funky business oh, going on with bitch. the royal bloodline. There is some there is there is some it's, oddness going on with the with the girl, with the royal bloodline. Girl. Well, I posted on my Twitter. I was well, like well, whatever they got, it, it lets them live long. Whatever whatever mutation they got, them niggas be living long as hell. <laughs> 96 is old old that is oh, yeah. very old my grandmother is 89 that is old ah that is old 89 is old old is not a an insult it's just a descriptive word ah. um uh, no yeah my grandma yeah i know my grandma this is this old but she's my grandma she's completely aware of her faculties like she is she cooks she like oh my god! I have to show you a little video of my of my grandmother. We call her Mammy. Mammy. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have the same connotation like in America. <laughs> hey, I'm mad. If you call somebody in my family Mammy, bitch, it would be it would be a fi- if you call my aunt Hazel Mammy. Oh, I'm trying to imagine. I'm trying to imagine you calling my aunt Hazel Mammy. Oh. I am so uncomfortable. <laughs> there she goes. Come on. She thinks Colleen is the. I showed a picture of Colleen when I went down there. She's like, ah, Kevin, what, what's that? I was like, it's my cat, mammy. She's like, that thing ugly. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. My mother also God. thinks your cat is very ugly, too. My mom goes, Monet still got that ugly, that old ugly cat. And I say, yes, she does have that old, ugly cat. Well, um, Colleen is very beautiful. You know, my my father's grandmother, um, when Your she was okay. toward the end of her life, she was she was the was not a whippersnapper. She was bedridden for like the last like probably twenty years of her life, maybe more, and oh! just completely senile. I do not have uh, high hopes yeah. for my mental health uh, late for later years of my life because if my family on both sides has any is, is any indication. Bitch, I'm gonna be loopy by the time I'm sixty. I'm gonna be gone, honey. <laughs> Bob, nutty. Bitch, you're as already loopy. Hurt. You're already fucking nutty. Oh, you are already. Oh, who loopy. are you? And who are you? I will say this: people in my who family live very old. People in my family live very long, but also people, um, people in my family live very long. But I already, I have very like. I was talking to Dewan today. We're talking about how, like, how I forget stuff. And he was like, Kevin, you've always been that way. Like, we were like reminiscing about like old college times. And since college, since I've been 19, 18, I just have, I have very bad memory. And I am knocking on all the wood that I pray that I don't have like Alzheimer's and dementia. Because I see like these videos of TikToks of like dads or like older people and they are going through Alzheimer's or dementia. And it just, and they just have, they have no idea who these people are. And like, they're like, I'll be talking to you. I'm like, and like, and you're my friend, Bob. And I love you. And like I'm like, I know I love you, but I don't know you. Like to me, that seems so sad. And I don't want I don't want that to happen. But I have such a bad memory. I get so scared that's gonna be me. You know, they can detect Alzheimer's very early. Very, very early. But can you fix it? You can, it's not it's not fixable, right? 
I think I saw, I don't know. I saw a thing somewhere that said that you actually can treat it, but most people don't treat it because they never know they have it. And by the time you, by the time you show signs, you're, you're done. You're done. Really? Yeah. Okay. What's the difference between Alzheimer's and dementia? It's Alzheimer's, not Alzheimer's. I know Alzheimer's. A A L Z H I. I just pronounced it how I pronounce it. Alzheimer's. How? What's the difference between the two? Deme- well, you can get dementia from a lot of different things. Alzheimer's is Alzheimer's is a condition itself, whereas you can get dementia from having something else. Like there's something called AIDS dementia, where if you where if you where like the sickness infects your brain. Like if you or you can get, you can have dementia from cancer, you can have dementia from trauma, you can have dementia from like lots of different things. Whereas Alzheimer's is its own. Where, where oh, Alzheimer's has Alzheimer's, Alzheimer's is a type of dementia. Yeah, I would say Alzheimer's has memory. dementia. You you get you get dementia from Alzheimer's. So you have like Alzheimer's dementia, and then you can get dementia from other stuff too. Yeah. Oh, Alzheimer's is the most common cause of dementia. Yeah, I mean, bitch, I'm gonna start doing those those tests, like bitch, every couple of years, every two years, because my memory is a but mess. You, but you, can get, a you can get dementia from a lot of different stuff, a lot of different stuff. So you gotta right. test it all. Damn. Syphilis, uh, when, syphilis but, gives you dementia. This is true. Um, we need to. Um, we do you get do you get colon cancer screenings? Like we're at the age we're 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 approaching forty, girl. I am. Well, I am. you were more than me. I, I I think fifty is the age we start getting colon cancer screenings. No, forty. Is it? Well, I've never had. I am not forty, and I've and I've never had a colon cancer screening. I, I want to start getting a, a colonics. I heard colonics are so good for you. They're like so good colonics. What do you mean so good? Like you just like they put. I've, the I've heard they can be quite dangerous for you. Dangerous? Why? Because it's too much water. No, I think that like a lot of the stuff that your body creates, you like you like need it in there. Like you need that stuff. You need those enzymes. You need the bacteria. Who me? Yeah, the colonics are good for you. They're so I, good for you. I'm on. I'm on colonic TikTok. Well, that is that is not a universe. Colonic TikTok girl. I'm on colonic TikTok. Well, I, I've seen a lot of doctors being like, colonics can be quite bad for you because you need the bacteria and the stuff that you put that your colon creates. You need that. And you I also need I, you also need poop in your body. Like like, do you know that like there are poop in, there are like poop implants or poop uh, transplants you can get? Did you know about this? No. They will take someone else's poop, put it in your colon, and it will like clean you and it will like fix you. Well, I mean, I think I think colonics are bad if you if you because I there, I've heard of people who get them, especially bottoms, who get them like once a week. That's probably bad. But if you get like a colonic a year, I don't think that or every couple of years, I don't think that's bad. But I have seen and heard of bottoms who are like, oh yeah, bitch, I get one every week, and I'm like, that doesn't seem healthy. Because also, you're drinking that fucking liquid. You have to drink that thing like for a whole day to 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 get. That sounds crazy. Your personal objective will determine how many colonics you should have. To begin with, it is generally recommended to have three sessions within four, 10 to 14 days, period, ah! to maximize results and clean. This is from gutfithealth.com, which I, anyone who says gut health, I don't, something about that word I don't trust. It, it is a red flag. Gut, the word gut is a, is a red flaggy term for me if a healthcare practitioner says gut. But your gut health is like this stuff. What do you mean? Why is it weird for you? I just it, it, like it sounds weird to you. It sounds like a like a, like like a word. Like I would like for my doctor to use words like uh 
colon, large colon, small intestines, large intestines. I don't think being like your gut. Something about that just sounds like someone who got who like read some books and 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 uh, watched some TikToks. I'm not saying that is what it is, but something about someone being like, yeah, you got a leaky gut, bitch. What the fuck are you talking about? That, that's not no. What part of my gut? My my small intestines, my large intestines, my colon. What? What do you mean my gut? My stomach? What? What do you mean my gut? What the fuck does that mean? Um, you got a <laughs> leaky gut. Hell to the no. Are you okay? So, are you sad? Like personally, are you personally sad about the queen dying? Or no, like, no, do you feel no. anything about anything? How, any feelings? I'm not sad. I am. I am. It, it feels odd that there's not a queen of England. Like I, I don't have any memories. I don't have any memories that don't include the queen of England. Like mm. I've always known about the queen of England. Yeah. Always, as long as I've been alive, and as long as my mom's been alive, and as long as her mom was alive. Like the queen of England is. She was just so. The Queen of England was born before my grandma. Born mm. before my mom's mom. You know what I mean? Who died like 40 years, not 40. Oof, that's not true. I just made that up. 30 something years ago. 29 years ago? 1994. 28 years ago. Um, So I'm, I'm not particularly sad. I mean, I don't, I, don't, I don't like seeing other people sad, you know? Um, but I'm also not really on, on the social media people who are like truly, I mean, no, I've seen a few people like post like things about her. Um, I, I think I just don't know enough about the queen of England to be, uh, particularly sad about it, but I do think it is sad that people are sad. If that makes any sense. How about the you? Are you sad me? about it? No, I don't feel any types of way about it. I'm like, okay. Um, I'm so far removed from that. I'm not obviously not a monarchist at all. That's not my thing. Um, a lot of that because I'm American. I've never, you know, but yeah, I'm, I've, I don't feel any, type, any types of ways about it. I do think the memes about all the fucking memes of Meghan Markle going to uh, how she's gonna be at the funeral and Meghan Markle finding the news. That shit is that shit is funny. I haven't seen that all, shit is funny. I haven't seen those. I've seen a lot of memes about uh, Princess Diana waiting for her at the, at the pearly gates. I've seen yes. one of those. This is what uh, my friend Kenneth, who was very so, it says. Um, um, it says Meghan Markle giving giving remarks at the funeral. I can't see it. What is it? Can you explain it to me? Hallelujah. 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 Thank God. <laughs> she might be the only black person at the at the whole fucking ordeal. No, no, Bob. Oh, you think all, all the queens of the black friends hanging out? All her other black friends coming? Just her, the reams of black friends she got? There's that one of that girl from Bad Girls Club, like, keeping that one girl out of the room, and it's like <laughs> Princess Diana <laughs> letting, not letting quit the queen into the pearly gates. That shit is so funny. I think. Do you know if the Vivian is a royalist? She's, I don't know. Should we call her? Should I call her on WhatsApp really quick? I mean, I feel like, it's, oh, yeah, it's late over there. Yeah, I also feel like calling people from the UK and being like, the Queen's dead, how do you feel? It seems messy. It seems like, it because if she is sad, I don't want to like call her up and be like, hey, you're mourning. How is that? I, mean, I, I, I posted on my Twitter. I said, rest in peace, Queen, Queen Elizabeth II. How are Brits doing? And I will say, it is my comments. My, my comments, it's all over the place. Every, every, it is all over the place. If Whoopi Goldberg died, I would be very sad. I would be very sad. I mean, ve- like I would be incredibly inconsolable. Sad. 
I don't know like being consoled, but I'd be very sad. I would probably cry. I, that, not cry. I would cry. If Whoopi Goldberg died, I would cry. 100%. I don't know that you I would want anyone me. calling me, but I'd be like, I am sad. So that's why I, I don't want to like... I, People can, you know, people are probably gonna, people are probably gonna be grieving. So I haven't asked any of my British friends. I don't have that many British friends. I have like a few, maybe like, maybe ten, maybe. You know, Mother Tucker, um, Mother Tucker, um, Jimmy, J- Jamie from uh, Club Kids, Andrew, um, Andrew from Club Kids, uh, the Vivian. Okay, I'm not gonna name all my British friends, but not the, not that I don't have that many. Um, but what's the name of uh, uh, Tilda Tamor? Tambor, Tamer. Oh, Tamer, yeah, British Tamer. friend. Well, you Tilda, Tilda Swinton. But I, I listen to Tamer, Tamber. None of that ring a bell, bitch. Tambourine. That's um, like, oh <laughs> god. But I um, so I do want to be respectful of their sadness, but I also don't want to act like i'm torn up because i'm 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 not torn up but also i have less um contextual i have less context for the queen than they do clearly contextual i mean she moved out of buckingham palace a while back yeah and when i saw the headline that she was i didn't think anything of it they were like oh yeah the queen is being she's ill and like the doctors like watching over her and bitch literally the next day like bitch she did i was like oh damn well, I think I think she just had just like a routine like cold or something. Or it wasn't like anything crazy. She just had like a cold or something. I don't think you can die from. I don't think it was. A, she probably. I mean, they they probably aren't updating everyone on the Queen's health every second of the way. She's probably she's probably been ill for a while, and they just didn't tell anyone. That's. I that's think the older very, you are, smaller things like that are danger are more dangerous for you. Like the older you are, a common cold for you and me is not the same as a common cold for my eighty nine year old grandmother. You know what I mean? I'm not a doctor. I don't know. That's true. Okay, I'm I'm not arguing with you. I'm saying I don't know. I'm not a doctor. I don't say you're arguing. I'm just saying it's true. Um, but I mean, I think most people who pass away in older age are usually passing away from something, uh, significant or some underlying, um, or or usually or oftentimes, quite often, um, heart failure. You know, heart failure is like the number one killer in the world. Mm-hmm. In the whole world. Heart disease is the number one killer. Isn't that wild? Uh, I mean, Star actually, Jones. it's not wild because it's it's pumping the blood throughout your whole body. It's, it is it is the the generator for your body. I don't so. talk about it a lot on the View. That was a, she 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 had a she had a heart scare and she became a really big who um, Star Jones and she became a really big performer of people like taking care of like their heart health and making sure, especially for women, because um, it's a they're big in numbers for women for whatever reason. And she was a very big champion of that. How long do you want to live? How long is too long? How long do you like, all right, this is enough. This is too I want to live ever, when I have to be, when I can't do anything for myself, I'm good. Like when I can't like eat my own food or when I have to like better. What if you can't eat your own food next year? What if something happens you can't eat your own food next year? Are you ready to die? With age. I'm talking about with age. I just like with age. Like if, I, if, if I'm like, if I'm, if the older I get and I can't like do anything for myself, people have, to, I would feel so bad if people had to like wait on me all the time. But where does the, where does the age and uh, ability cross over? Like if you lose all your functions at 50, is that old enough? 60, is that old enough? 70? I think it, maybe like 75. But like I've seen like, again, like my grandmother, she's 89 years old and she can cook her own food. She walk, like she's fine. Like I'm like, I'll, I'll be, I'll be content with that for sure. 
What? But I'm, I'm talking about. Uh, I'm talking about. I'm just wondering where the. You, you said 75 is around. The, so if you were like set 60 and you lost a lot of no, your. No, no, not 60. Your I would say you, like. You'd I would still say like wanna, 80. 85. If I like lost most of my friends, like 80, around the 80 age, I'll be like, all right, you know what? It's been a good run. Also, I'm, I'm I'm 32 now. I'm just thinking about like how d- the world is gonna be so different in like by when I'm that age. Like who? Maybe I, I mean I don't know. With advancements in technology, something there's probably be some next year. Well, I, I don't know. I don't know. There's like so many variables. I think that um, it's easy to say when you're 32. You know what I mean? But for example, I have a mom who can't live alone. And needs help to do most things, and she, and she doesn't want to die. <laughs> She's not like I had a good run. My mom will be mm-hmm. sixty in October, and um, I'm sure that my mom is still, you know, has a very strong will to live, even though she has a very limited mobility and can't do a whole lot of stuff for herself. So it might. A lot of young people say a lot of like, well, if I'm this old when I can't do this, I just won't want to do anything. But when you're there, you probably still be like, I still got life to live. I still got stuff I want to do. You know what I mean? Um, there is I hope I'm there, but I don't know. Yeah, you never know. Um, but I'm just um, basing it off. Uh, just I'm just assuming, you know, basing off of a lot of people who, you know, a lot of times, like a lot of times, you know, people who end up having like um, issues later in life with their health. Uh, it's because like one thing happens and then your body is just so old. It's hard to recover. So like, mm-hmm. you know, Thank God your grandma never um, fell and hit her hip. But, you know, one... She one, fell recently. Oh my gosh, she fell two years ago. And she fell in her kitchen in her house. She and broke her no hip. That's really tough. She didn't break her hip, but she fell. And then um, she was there for a while. And my dad discovered her. And that's why she they moved her to my mom's house. But she's fall. That's why, that's why we don't know how to live by herself anymore. But like a, a, a fall can really dra- drastically change someone's life. I mean, like your mental state, your everything. Uh, mm-hmm. Just the, the tiniest things can render you um, a lot less uh, mobile than you were beforehand. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but you still got wisdom and life and joy. You can still laugh and, and smile and all that kinds of stuff, you know? Well, this is a very, um, you know, I forgot to talk. No, again, rest in peace to Queen Elizabeth II. Um, also, really quick, like his mom has just passed away, but he has like all these like again uh, procedural things that he has to do to take over the throne. I'm like, he can't even probably like properly process his mom dying. He has to like like get it together and like be a figurehead for the United Kingdom. That's like that's probably such a wild thing. This is what every. Every monarch has to do when they assume the throne because they all assume the throne when someone dies. I mean, Queen Elizabeth did this in her 20s. Yeah. It's wild. And this man is in his 70s. Yeah. Imagine doing this in your 20s and you are becoming the Queen of England. The, the Queen of England, darling. Anyway, Roberta, you have a good rest of your night and we'll Thank chat you. soon. All right. Be well. Bang. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. (laughs) 
I have fully done things around the home that I think look good and then a bang in the night and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home and I can tell you, I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com.